don't don't be upset with God because God is patient about his promises. Right. You know, because he desires all men to come unto repentance. He wants right. to give an opportunity for everybody. So yeah, there are promises still yet to be fulfilled, but God is patiently waiting to fulfill them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Salty Pastor Podcast, a podcast designed to coach you up in your faith. The more you know, the more you can grow. You live in a world that's more confusing than ever before, and you live in a nation where there is no longer a unifying belief system that binds us together as a people. The only way to navigate a world like that is to know what you believe and why you believe it. Our goal is to give you the tools, the facts, and the perspective to think for yourself. You're going to hear things on this podcast that you're not going to hear anywhere else. So give yourself the best gift ever this Christmas and become a regular listener of the Salty Pastor Podcast by hitting that subscribe button. Yes, sir. My name is Jesse Mayer. I'll be your host, and we cannot do this without the Salty Pastor himself, Dr. Douglas Peake. Hey, everyone. Just a couple days uh, to Christmas, and I just want to say Merry Christmas. I hope that you're experiencing the joy of this season. Uh, if you're, if things are going great for you and life is good and the family's together, boy, just be so thankful for that. Just be thankful that even in the midst of this crazy world filled with evil and disappointment and brokenness, that you're able to just have things go well for you and that you can have prosperity and success for your family. There's, there's always be maybe some little issues that you need to deal with, but, but just enjoy it. If you're a person though, that's struggling during this season and you're overwhelmed with grief or you're overwhelmed with an anxiety or depression, I just encourage you to walk in the fullness of the joy that Christ promises during this season. And that even though you don't feel like it, you can still celebrate the power and joy of what God has done. And so that oftentimes is enough to sustain you and lift you up and, and take you along the path of healing. So don't be alone, you know, make sure that you're a part of the church, participate at every level that you can with your church and with your community, be around people who want to celebrate with you. So I hope you all bring some friends to our Christmas Eve services. It's going to be a wonderful evening of celebration and joy, and it can really bring a great heart of gratitude for those whose lives are going great, and it can also lift up and encourage those who are struggling. All people are welcome. You're welcome. Come experience the joy of the birth of Christ as we celebrate him together. It's going to be a ton of fun. You won't want to miss it. So very excited about that. Very excited about what's coming up. And I'm very excited about what God wants to do in your life this Christmas season. Absolutely. And we here on the Salty Pastor are focusing on that birth of Jesus and how his birth ushered in a new kingdom, mm. a kingdom that challenged the old kingdom, the kingdom of this world. The world today is just as complicated, just as troubled as it was 2,000 years ago. Jesus is still the answer yesterday, today, and forever. Mm -hmm. I think people really love to get caught up in the, well, things are as bad as they've ever been before. And if you really look through history, it's <laughs> it's just a different kind of bad at this time. Yes. And Jesus is still the only way you're going to get through it. Yeah, has it ever been good? <laughs> yes. The more you know about the kingdom you've been invited to live in, the more you understand what his kingdom is doing here on earth and the stronger your faith is going to be. So how do we take the biblical principles, pastor, that we studied on Tuesday and apply them to our world today? Well, I, I think the thing I'd like to focus on right now is the issue of trust. We asked a simple question is, can we trust Jesus as King? And the scriptures answers this in two basic ways. It says, first, 
this is who Jesus really is. This is where he came from and his exact nature. And when you understand that, you go, wow, well, that makes him pretty trustworthy. The second thing is, is this, is he came to earth and the way he came to earth and the way he lived, he, he did so in a manner contrary to what everyone would expect of a person with the nature of Jesus, right? Mm. He, he exuded, his entire life exuded humility. Why? Because he loves us. He was able to be gentle with us. And that, I think, is, is a sign to his heart to seek and save that which is lost, to love us and care for us. And also have people come into the kingdom in an act of trust of him, an act of faith where they willingly surrender and leave this kingdom and come into the new kingdom. So I think that's really important to understand the very nature of Jesus and then then how he lived when he walked the face of this earth. Now, I really want you to focus on this issue of trust because you have to ask yourself a question, how important is trust in my life? right? And who do I really trust? And if you really reduce it down and we really dig into it, trust is a huge issue for the human heart because everything that makes life possible requires trust, right? You, if we grow food to eat, to sustain us, right? That is an act of trust. We trust that this seed that doesn't look anything at all like what you eat, right? Uh, is planted in the ground, we trust people who say water it this often, fertilize it, so forth and so forth, ends up doing what? Bring a crop that keeps us alive. When you look at your, your water, you know, uh, we live in a, in a nation now where you go to the sink in your kitchen and you turn on the faucet and out comes water. How do you know that that water has been purified and isn't going to make you sick? You trust that it went through a purification yeah. process so at some water treatment plant before it came to you, right? It's all about trust, yes. right? Uh, how about when you grow crops like uh, my wife's uncle? He was a dry land wheat farmer in, in northern Kansas. And that's, that's an act of trust. You, you plan it and then you go, well, I hope it rains, you know, uh, clean air. How do you know the air that you're breathing is clean? These days you don't, but <laughs> how about societal formation? It trust is necessary, right? Uh, uh, Hume and Locke talked about the social contract, right? So you have a, a an agreement, a trust that we agree to create a society. You, you know, think about this, driving your car on the road. You know, what are you doing? You're trusting that the other guy is following the rules, right? You know, you, when, when some guy, you know, if, if you're driving down the freeway, you're trusting that the person who comes up behind you and wants to pass you is going to follow the rules, right? They're going to get into the other lane. They're going to go around you and then they're going to come back over, right? 
Or have you ever driven down a divided highway? You know, it's a two lane highway and you're, you're, you're flying down that road at 50, 60 miles an hour. And guess who's coming at you at 50, 60 miles an hour. Someone from the other side, right? I mean, that means that if you were to run into each other, you'd be hitting a brick wall at 120 miles an hour, Mm. right? Yes. People don't survive that. No. Well, but we do it all the time. And what do we trust? We trust this little yellow line, two of them, that keeps us separated, right? I mean, those two lines put together is basically a foot in width. And yet we trust that that line is going to keep us safely zooming past each other at 120 miles an hour. And so everything that we do, right, requires trust. Yes. And what's interesting is whatever brings fullness to life, not just functioning life, but fullness to life requires even more trust, friendship, right? Mm. If you're going to be friends with somebody, you have to to have trust, trust. Otherwise you can't have a friendship. What about work, right? When you show up and you go to work and you do your best, you're trusting that you're getting good direction from the leadership of what you should be working on, right? Right. You're, you're trusting that your effort will be respected and you're trusting that you're going to get paid at the end of the pay period for the time that you have worked. Nobody is paid in advance, right? Right. You're always paid in arrears is the term they use, but after you work. And so you, you trust if, if we didn't have that basic trust, right? How, how could we get people to work? You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, well, I don't know if I want to do it. Uh, the biggest area of trust is love and romance, mm. right? When you fall in love, it's a deep sense of trust that you've been accepted in marriages. Marriages only function if there's trust, heavy duty trust. And you've got to constantly build your trust, right? Uh, having children, boy, is that an act of trust or not? You have to trust your kids as you're raising them. And you also have to trust, this is the hardest part about raising kids is you have to trust the process of discipline to develop their character. You can't do what you want when you have kids. You have to do what's best Best. for them when you have kids. Well, how do you know what's best for them? Trust. You see, everything that brings fullness to life requires trust. Whatever makes life functional requires trust. Without trust, there is no real life. Well, the problem is our trust is constantly violated and broken, right? Mm. Uh, You get in a car wreck because the other person ran a red light or a stop sign or didn't yield. You, You get in a car wreck, right? So they, our trust was violated, right? People in severe Car wrecks sometimes have trouble for a while just driving, right? They right. get anxiety and all this stuff because they don't know who's going to, They right. I don't know who I can't trust. Right. Yeah. Uh, in Flint, Michigan, the water utility company that was run by the government continued to use water with poison in it for years. And even today, they still haven't solved the problem. Right. And so, oh my goodness. There's a breakdown of trust, right? The yeah. the officials that are supposed to do things for your benefit are doing the opposite, right? right. Uh, what about when the government, uh, you know, you I've heard, I'm sure you've heard of the Tuskegee experiment mm-hmm. where they 
infected men with the the with a disease to see how it infect how it impact them. Yeah, just you know, experimenting on their own citizens. That's terrible. Right. And so, wow, should we trust the government? You know, um, all the time, no matter what. Well, that's probably a bad idea because our trust has been violated in the past. Uh, what what happens to employees when they show up to work and the doors are locked? right? They're like, what's going on? They realize, well, the factory has been closed and they had no idea. And so now they're stuck without pay. But th- those, those are things about functional society. Think about this kind of trust where you has been violated in your own life. And these are the most heartbreaking forms of trust. You have a child who deceives you and is lying to you mm-hmm. about where they've been, what they've been doing. That is really heartbreaking for a parent or a friend who's betrayed you, right? A friend who, who said, Hey, I got your back. I'm with you. And then you find out has been spreading rumors and lies about you or they abandon you in your time of need, you know? And so that hurts. Or what about a lover who cheats on you? You know, those are painful violations of our trust, but I still need trust to function in society and even have a fulfilling life. Isn't that a weird contradiction? Yeah. And yet we are constantly having our trust violated. This is why I think when you celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ at Christmas, it's a big deal for followers of him because it shows that our King is completely trustworthy. He's never violated or broken his promise to us or his trust, uh, that we have in him. We celebrate him because he's not only trustworthy, he's humble in heart. We talked about this on Tuesday. We celebrate the birth of Jesus because, you know, his yoke, what he calls us to do and how to live is easy. His, his kingdom, when we live in it and follow his path, is, is restful and peaceful. It reminds me of what Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty nine. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is comfortable and my burden is light. I love that is that he is completely trustworthy and he's not violating our trust. And even though every other thing and every other person has violated our trust, we can come to Jesus and we can find rest for our souls because he's completely trustworthy. Yeah, I think we operate, it's similar to what you were talking about last week where it was like, you have to believe in something, right? You operate and you live in a life where you're believing in something, whether you choose to believe in in God or something else, you're believing in something. And the same thing is with trust. You're living in a world that you have to trust. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you're just going to lock yourself in a closet and you'll never leave it. And then you'll eventually die because you're not trusting anything. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But the, you have to trust and, but you also have to be aware that because the world is flawed, because it's been infected with sin, because people are people and, and the world is still turning and God hasn't fully, you mm-hmm. know, established his kingdom here yet. People are going to break your trust. Things are going to happen. The trust is going to be broken. But yes. the one thing we've never lost and who's never broken our trust and who's never broken a promise is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Has 
has every promise he's ever made come true yet? No, because he's promised a lot of things. But we have to be ready to wait, but he's never broken a promise, right? Yes. And he came as a king who didn't come and just demand our loyalty. He instead Correct. said, you have the option. Will yeah. you come with me? Yeah, and it says even Peter the apostle said, you know, don't don't be upset with God because God is patient about his promises. Right. You know, because he desires all men to come unto repentance. He wants right. to give an opportunity for everybody. So, yeah, there are promises still yet to be fulfilled, but God is patiently waiting to fulfill them. I, I think the issue of trust is really significant when you really think about your soul and whether you're happy or not, right? And that is, is that... You have to trust. Otherwise, you'll never be happy. You'll never be fulfilled. You'll never have meaning and purpose in your life. You'll never grow strong and mature in the faith without trust, right? Yeah. You can't be a confident person if you don't have trust. Right. Now, what you place your trust in makes a huge difference mm -hmm. on how confident, how secure, how much at peace you are. But I just want to focus on the notion that trust is the vehicle by which we experience those things in our life so but what happens is when our trust gets violated we tend to act if i may be salty immature and say well i'll never trust again well that's kind of silly because what you're doing is you're 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 not really not trusting trusting for the human being is like breathing mm -hmm. it you have to do it right in order to survive or to live or to thrive but what happens is when you say, well, I'm not going to trust anybody, what you're actually saying is that I'm only going to trust myself. Right. right? You're putting all your faith in yourself and nobody else. And you're like, <laughs> that's its own <laughs> struggle. <laughs> how, how well should you trust yourself? You know? Yeah. I mean, do you, are you batting a thousand? I don't know about you, but I'm certainly not. I'm not. <laughs> you know, and that, that's what's interesting is the older you get, you know, maturity is basically not trusting myself. Right. And so I set up all of these things. I mean, I don't trust myself to not lose my car keys. Right. So what do I do is I always put my car keys in the exact same spot. I also know you don't trust yourself around donuts. So you I just don't, don't trust. Yeah. Donuts. So I stay away from the donuts. Do you see what I'm saying though? Is yes. that, so you, you put in all these things so that you, cause I don't trust myself. So back to your point, trusting yourself because your trust has been violated by other people is just not a great solution. Well, do you feel like there's like ideologies or beliefs that push you to trust things that you shouldn't? Well, I think I think the worst ideology out there, you know, is it's deconstructionism because what it does is it tries to convince you that you you it it teaches you to think in a way that says never trust. Right. I'm a skeptic. Okay. That's the kind of thing. I'll be skeptical. Okay. Well, the problem with that is like saying, well, I'm not going to breathe, you know, and see how I do because it, life doesn't work. Your soul certainly doesn't work that way. This is the downside of raising our kids in an educational system or a society today, because that is the predominant way of thinking It's called deconstructionism. And the one reason uh, why we as followers of Jesus need to focus on the truth claims of Jesus is because we are celebrating that he is trustworthy and it can't be deconstructed. We celebrate the birth of Jesus at Christmas because his truth claim is that he is the king that brings a new kingdom. Therefore, his kingdom is a different way of living, is a different way of thinking, it is a different way of goal setting, it is a different 
frame of reference on how you look at the world. It's a different lens through which you interpret the events of your life. It is a worldview that is different from the current worldview. So we're, we're celebrating all of this when we celebrate the birth of Christ. But what we're doing is we are basically saying, countering the whole notion of deconstructionism. Because what deconstructionism basically says is that there is no truth, there is no object, objective reality, uh, everything is subjective. So basically, if I you know, can tear something down, I'm skeptical of it, I'm skeptical of all truth claims, then I'm going to be better off. But in, And of course, what people never realize is that just simply thinking that way is actually a truth claim. Therefore, you should be skeptical of that as well. And that's like this. Well, how can I trust my capacity to analyze any situation? Cause I don't know everything. I'm not God. I can't know every single thing. Right. And it's really important to understand that. Wow. I, how can you deconstruct a historical event? How can you deconstruct a belief system? Right. In a purely objective way. Well, you can't because your whole premise of deconstructionism is that all things are subjective. Therefore you're subjective. So, I hope this makes sense to people is that what you're basically doing is you're trying to say, well, I'm going to put this under a microscope and your microscope is broken because <laughs> you're the microscope. Yes. You don't have an objective way to evaluate it. So you have to be really skeptical of your own skepticism. That's the whole point. That's why we celebrate Christmas uh, and the, as the birth of Jesus in bringing a new kingdom because what it is, is here's an objective reality that helps you build trust with the ultimate reality. And only then will your heart be at peace. Deconstructionism does not bring peace. It brings anger. It brings nihilism. It brings hurt. It brings isolation. I mean, all the bad stuff that steals life from you comes from deconstructionism as a way of thinking. So you really have to get out of it and get into a whole new way of thinking. And that's what Christ brought when he brought his kingdom to us. Yeah. I think just really focusing on the fact that those things are tied together, what you're believing in, the things that you are associating with innately come with, principles of trust, whether you're trusting a political candidate or you're yeah. trusting a social theory or you're trusting your professor or whatever, right? Like as you're learning, as you're experiencing the world, you have to understand what you're trusting, the ideologies that led to you trusting them so that you can make the best decision. Like we said, constantly on this podcast, you have to learn to think for yourself. Mm -hmm. And part of that is evaluating how do, am I getting to this point? Right. And it's not that you have to deconstruct everything you do, but you should be aware of how you went from point A to point B mm -hmm. so that you can go, was I influenced at any point in this that might lead me to a path that I don't want to be on. Right. Yeah. It's, to, it's basically asking yourself, well, can I trust myself? How do I know I'm being objective? How do I, how do I know I'm just not being spiteful? How do I know that, you know, I'm just not creating this because I'm rebellious. How mm. do I know that I'm not reacting this way because of something that happened over here? 
oh, what a tangled web we weave is the right. cliche, and that is is that we also often don't even know our own motivations right. and why we do what we do. You know, that's that's important to understand about human behavior. That's why deconstructionism is such a flawed way to find peace in your life. It it will never do that. It just justifies. Well, if I can just figure everything out, then I'll know how to be happy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's just so contradictory it makes no sense that's why it's so important to embrace a king that you can trust and that king is king jesus yeah absolutely do you have any final thoughts as we're wrapping up today well i just you know i want to encourage everyone this christmas to take a take a a a moment in time to really think about the foundation of your faith and why you think the way you think and why you believe what you believe I, i want to encourage you to focus on the wellspring of your life the thing that brings it focus hope encouragement strength and confidence focus on on that thing or that person that faith right which is the wellspring of your life the focus on jesus christ and him alone focus on that which gives you redemption from your mistakes Focus on that which gives you healing from heartache. Uh, focus on that which restores you from traumas. Uh, focus on that which brings value to your existence, guidance in your life, a way of thinking that uh, brings meaning in your soul. This is what the kingdom of Jesus is all about. This is what you're celebrating when you're celebrating his birth, okay? It's, it's all about what you get to celebrate in the existence of the ultimate reality here on earth, and that is, is that Jesus Christ is a trustworthy king. He, his kingdom can teach me, teach me how to think. It can teach me how to act. It can teach me how to grow, and I will follow it, and I will become confident. I'll be healed from past hurts. I'll walk in the fullness of joy, all because I believe that his way is superior to all other ways. And in that moment and in that place, that's where I find true rest for my soul. So be thankful this Christmas. Be generous this Christmas. Be encouraging this Christmas. Be joyful this Christmas. Absolutely. We are Almost at the end of the year, and I don't know about you, Pastor, but one of the things I'm most grateful for is the fact that we get to do this each and every week, and that's through the support of our listeners, through the support of Foothills, and being able to really dive into our faith, grow our faith, learn how to think for ourselves, and the best way we can um, push forward in our faith in this Mm -hmm. journey that is ours. And we just absolutely love that, and we know that that's only really possible through the support of those who give. Um, and if you are interested in giving to something that's going to make an impact, we also have the Christ birthday offering coming up here at Foothills. We have some amazing, um, special projects we'd really like to accomplish outside of our normal ministry. And that is, um, the way we usually fund those is through the Christ birthday offering. Um, if people are led to help support some of those big projects and oh, we'd love to have your support and we really want to do that. So if you are, uh, nearing the end of the year and you're looking for a way to potentially get some tax breaks, or you're just feeling led to, um, help out in uh, ministry through financial means, the Christ birthday offering is a great way to do that or support the salty pastor podcast directly. Both of those you can do through foothills.org slash give, and you can uh, donate to either of those. 
Um, and I just want to remind you guys, if you're listening to this before Christmas Eve, we have a spot for you here at Foothills for our Christmas Eve services, mm-hmm. whether on campus or online. We've got four services on campus, 11, 1, 245, and 430. And then we have three additional online-only services that are at 7, 9, and midnight. Um, we really want you to be inviting someone. Christmas is such the easiest time to try to invite that neighbor, that friend who you've always wondered, well, maybe I should invite them to church. Christmas is the easiest one to invite them to. It's so, so easy to just be like, hey, me and my family are going to Christmas Eve services. You want to come with us? Pastor Doug always does something fun for Christmas Eve services, so it's always really enjoyable. Um, The message is just the gospel presented clear and crisp. It's, It's nothing overly complicated. But it's usually fun, and it's always a beautiful and wonderful night. So mm-hmm. um, if you have been having someone on your heart of, I should really invite them to church someday, this is the time. Do not wait. Invite them to Christmas Eve services. It's the easiest way to invite someone to churches for Christmas Eve services, mm-hmm. um, and it's going to be great. We have a way for you to register in advance if you want to let us know you're coming, um, just so we can help yeah. staff Kidsmen and all the things that are going on appropriately. That would really help us. You can find that on the foothills.org. Um, website, and we would love for you to reserve a spot. But if you can't make it to that reserved time, don't stress about mm-hmm. it. It's just to help us kind of staff accordingly. So that's all we're really looking for. We've had an amazing year. We still have two more episodes this year before yes. the end of the year. Um, and we are approaching almost 365 episodes, which means you would have wow. one episode a day for an entire year worth of Salty Pastor episodes oh, if you goodness. wanted it. But that won't be until the new year. But we had, uh, do be looking for additional episodes coming out next week. Uh, Christmas week, we will have episodes coming out. So you'll have something to listen to while you're spending time with your family. Amen. So thank you guys so much for joining us. And we'll see you next week uh, here on the Salty Pastor Podcast. And until then, Super Merry Christmas. <laughs>